0: Hello everybody and welcome into the That's Good Podcast. I'm your host James Fineral here to preview the 2022 John Deere Classic. Before diving into this week's preview, we'll take a quick look back at last week's event, the Travelers Championship, where Xander Schauffele got it done, converting on his huge lead heading into the weekend and then his lead heading into that final round on Sunday. He didn't exactly light it up on the weekend, but he didn't need to. He did exactly what he needed to do to get the win. He did not collapse at all and he had an emphatic finish on 18 with a birdie there. And we saw him win gold at the Olympics. We saw him win the team event, the Zurich Classic with Patrick Cantlay. But it had been a while since we've seen an individual stroke play event victory for him on the PGA Tour. So I think that's absolutely huge for Xander Schauffele. And I don't think that this will exactly be a Scotty Scheffler scenario where it kind of opens the floodgates for him. But I think Xander Schauffele is going to be a consistent factor in many tournaments. And that's why you see him featured so many times on this podcast. He has the all-around game to compete in any event. And I think he definitely has a major championship in him. Personally, I think he's going to get two or more majors over the course of his career because he's just in the mix so much to not finally get it done. And now it's nice to see an individual stroke play event win on the PGA Tour. So look out for Xander Shoffley in the major championships moving forward. I also wanted to touch on Sahith Tagala, who had a great week and was making a run on Sunday. He absolutely had a chance to win this entire thing. He ended up in the bunker off his tee shot on 18, and he was pretty close to up against the lip, and he kind of played aggressively, went for it, but then hit the ball into the lip. It ended up back in pretty much the same spot where it just was. He ends up double bogeying 18, which was game over. There was no chance he was going to hang with Shoffley, and then Shoffley ended up birdieing the hole anyways, but we saw a similar circumstance happen to him at the WM Phoenix Open, but he's a rookie having a great year, and I really like to see him convert, and that's a little tease for later in the show. Then last but not least for the Travelers, Michael Thor the amateur out of Wellesley, Massachusetts, plays golf at Stanford. He had an amazing week, finished fourth place, and there was a good chunk of that final round on Sunday where he was a true threat to win the entire tournament. So I think that's going to be a name for all of us to remember down the line. Michael Thor great showing at the Travelers Championship. Now some more news before diving into the preview, the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour have strengthened their alliance, the PGA Tour increasing in ownership stake in European tour productions from 15% to 40%. The top 10 in the DP World Tour rankings at the end of their season will earn PGA tour cards. And then also the DP World Tour is guaranteeing raising prize purses in funds for over the next five years. So these are quite the changes, obviously, in direct response to live golf. This is an attempt to keep funneling top talent to the PGA Tour, and I think that's a huge part of being competitive against Liv, especially getting the young talent that will end up being the superstars of the game moving forward. So it was interesting to see this news come out this week. And then last but not least, before our tournament preview for the John Deere Classic, Liv Golf is hosting their second event at Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club in Portland, Oregon. We will see the likes of Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, Abraham Answer, Patrick Reed, and now newly acquired Live member, Matthew Wolf. They're they're all playing in their first Live Golf event. And so I'm not coming out with any predictions for these events yet, but maybe as it grows, I will start giving out some picks for these events as well. But we're gonna keep our eyes on it. And honestly, I would say there's more stars in that field than our event this week at the John Deere Classic. So look out for the Live Golf Series second event in Portland, Oregon. Now moving along to this week, the John Deere Classic. Our defending champion is Lucas Glover. And we have definitely a weaker field. In my opinion, it's the weakest field we've seen, and I think the OWGR agrees with me as it's ranked a 54 in strength of field. But this podcast has not packed it in since the Farmers, and we don't plan on doing so until at least the Tour Championship. So we got a nice preview for you here. We'll be playing at TPC Deer Run in Silvis, Illinois, a par 71, 7,289 yards. And this has been a Tour venue for a long time. Definitely one of the more gettable courses on Tour last year. Glover won with a 19 under final score, so we're likely to see a birdie fest this year. We have treeline fairways, bent grass fairways, and greens. And the rough is definitely high enough to be penalizing, thick enough to be penalizing. So looking at the metrics here, I'm putting a specific emphasis on driving accuracy. And this has shown to be the case across a lot of models that I've looked at this week, especially on data golf. It's clear that driving accuracy is emphasized more here than really any other metric. And then on top of that, always looking for guys who are consistent on approach. But last but not least, just guys who can score well and make birdies. As I said, we're definitely going to see a birdie fest this week. So guys who are known to be able to get hot, roll hot with the putter as well, are going to be the guys that end up competing in this tournament. That leads us directly into our betting angles. Our favorites via the DraftKings Sportsbook, starting off with Adam Hadwin, the favorite at 10-1. to Webb Simpson, 12-1. to Christian Bezadenhout, 20-1. to Denny McCarthy, 22-1, along with Charles Howell at 22-1. to And last but not least, Sahith Tagala and Maverick McNeely at 25-1. to So it's definitely a different caliber of player that we're seeing up there towards the top of the DraftKings odds. But that doesn't change the fact that we're going to try to make the best picks that we can. So looking at our best bet from last week, we had Rory McIlroy in the top 20. This cashed barely. He finished tied for 19th. He had the co-lead on Thursday, shot 62. I was absolutely feeling myself because as if you remember, there was a line discrepancy between DraftKings and FanDuel. So on FanDuel, I didn't get it for much more than even money, which was awesome. So I thought that was pretty much locked in because he'd been playing so well. But then he had a ton of blow up holes and it actually looked like he wasn't going to catch this for us heading into Sunday. But he did enough on the back nine on Sunday to squeeze in there at t19 to get inside the top 20 for us so we'll take a little one for one on our best bets and just like this week we're just going one play here and it's brendan todd in the top 40 at minus 115 i think he's one of the more underrated players in this field he's 35 to one to win it all and before missing the cut last week at the travelers he was starting to heat up Finished third at the charles Schwab and tied for 13th at the canadian open so i was liking what i was seeing there His ball striking is a little inconsistent, but he is fifth on tour in driving accuracy percentage year to date over 71 rounds. And as I said, I love the emphasis on driving accuracy at this course and not so much distance. He's not a guy that hits the ball a long way, but he is very accurate with the driver, which I love. Then also the putting is a huge piece here. He's sixth in strokes gained putting on tour year to date. One of the best putters on tour. This is not something new this season. He has been a very consistent putter over the course of his career. And so looking at the driving accuracy plus the putting, that is a good equation to start making some birdies. And as I said, I think it's going to be a birdie fest. When he starts struggling, he goes south real quick, but that's kind of the same with pretty much anyone in this field. But if he runs hot, he will hang on and be up there towards the top of the leaderboard. So that's what I like this week in the top 40 at minus 115, which is not squeezing that much juice. So Brendan Todd in the top 40, minus 115. Now, looking at our pick to win from last week, this one stung. Patrick Cantlay finished tied for 13th. This, in my opinion, was another great winner pick. Obviously, inside the top 20 is fine, but this was looking really good. He went into that final round, trailing Xander Schauffley by one shot, playing in the final group with him. I would have picked him on that Sunday as well to prevail over Xander Schauffley because we've seen a better ability from Cantlay to close out those events. But he had an epic collapse, shooting 76, which was actually the second worst score on that Sunday of anyone who made the cut. That was only one shot better than Harry Higgs shooting a 77. And I haven't seen Patrick Cantlay play like that in a while. I know we talked about his inability to contend at majors lately, but this was just on a different level. He just didn't have any areas of his game working, and he ends up tied for 13th, so I mean, always good to get our winner pick inside the top 20, but this was looking really good, and I thought I was going to deliver another winner for you guys there. But unfortunately, Cantlay lost his game on that final round, but I'm sure he's going to be back as we head down the stretch here. But without further ado, I teased it earlier in the show, I'm picking Sahit Tagala to win this golf tournament at 25-1. to He is a former sleeper not that long ago in the show, and I believe anyone can win this week. I mean, that's true of any week, but as I said with this the field, which is not so strong. All these guys are kind of wild cards, and I'm going to take Tagala coming off a big week. He might be playing the best in this field over the last few months, with the argument of Adam Hadwin possibly playing the best, but Tagala has kept tied second at the Travelers, tied for fifth at the Memorial not very long ago, and he hasn't missed a cut in an individual stroke play event since the Players' Championship in March. Ball striking is clearly the strength of his game. He plays very aggressively, which we saw. Kind of bit him last week on the 18th. But I like his aggressive style in an event that I think is going to be a birdie fest. I'll keep saying it. And he's been gaining around the green and putting in his last three events. And I think he's going to be hungrier than ever to get that victory. He could end up being a little bit fatigued and mentally phased from last week. That's one little worry that I have. But I think he's got a great mindset. And I think he's going to come out swinging this week. And I like him as my winner at 25 to 1. Now, lastly, we have our Dark Horse segment. Last week, we picked Mark Leishman. He ended up missing the cut, just simply not able to score. I stand by what I said. I think he is a much better player than what he's shown this season, but I'm going to wait a little bit to play him, feature him in Best Bets or Dark Horse segment again because I need to see some more consistency out of him before I feel good about that again. But... Our dark horse pick for this week is Dylan Fratelli at 65 to 1. The guys who are up there in the favorites range are inconsistent players, let alone the dark horse range. So these guys in the dark horse range would probably be over 200 to 1 to win a major championship. Fratelli, he's not playing great, but he's playing better than I thought and probably better than a lot of people realized. Last week was his first missed cut since the WM Phoenix Open in February. He's finishing a lot in the 60s or 40 ranges, but last week his stats were significantly worse than his season averages, so I'm expecting that to regress positively back towards the mean. And he doesn't jump off the page in any statistical category, but approach is where he definitely gains the most. And he has also won this tournament before. He won the John Deere Classic in 2019, He's a streaky player. He can show up at any event. I mean, he finished fifth at the Open Championship last year, tied for fifth in the November 2020 Masters, that fall Masters edition. So I like his ability to get hot, and the fact that he's won this tournament is also a good enough reason for me to play him in this dark horse range with all these inconsistent guys. So I'm going to let it fly here. Dylan Fratelli as the dark horse pick this week at 65-1. to That just about wraps up our preview of the John Deere Classic. I will be back next week with a preview of the Barbasol Championship. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time on the That's Good Podcast.